0: Settle down now and get comfy You're about to sleep with a celebrity Let your weary mind be free and someone kind of famous who you can't see It's time for Sleeping with Celebrity Hello sleepy heads, and welcome to sleeping with celebrities. I'm John Moe. I'm glad you're here. On this audio program, as you may know, we invite our guests to step out of the limelight and step into the nightlight. On this program, for one bedtime, I don't want them to bring their A-game, but rather their Z-game. It is a podcast where you can sleep You can simply relax, you can take a break from stress and intensity. Just ahead, we'll be sleeping with Sandeep Parikh. He's going to talk with me about being the president of a homeowner's association. But before all that, I invite you to settle in and get comfortable while I tell you about another program here on the Maximum Fun Network. Sleepyheads, there's never been a better time to jump on board with The Adventure Zone, the actual play RPG podcast from the McElroy family. They're doing shorter seasons and campaigns, so there's going to be new stories more often. Occasionally, these shorter campaigns will include guests as well as new and interesting RPG game systems. Starting a new actual play podcast can be intimidating, but with these new, shorter seasons, you won't have to worry about a huge back catalog in order to catch up. That's the Adventure Zone on Maximum Fun, or wherever you get your podcasts. (music) And now for our guest, Sandy Parikh is a writer, director, actor, producer, and entrepreneur. You may know him from his co-starring role as Zabu on the award-winning web series The Guild. He is the founder of Effin Funny and is currently starring in an all-South Asian fantasy role-playing game series set in a mythological universe called Daisy Quest, which is inspired by the Indian subcontinent and our cultural lore. Sandeep, welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be here at the cusp of someone else's dreams. You are joining many, many people in their bedrooms with their Phones next to their beds or their wraparound headphones. You're going yeah. to be the last voice they hear before dozing off. I was, I'm so excited by this. You know,
1: my, my wife and kid and I, we have a little routine where we say, see see in the dreamscape. Ah. now, you know, before we go to bed, obviously, not just randomly throughout the day. Sure. And, uh, you know, now I hope I get to see, uh, or at
0: least all of these people listening will get to see me in their dreamscape. That's right, it's like a yeah. Nicolas Cage movie. who do you play in Daisy Quest
1: uh so i play
0: I play a character named Ash, who is
1: a uh, uh, a part monkey character who has a uh, German accent and uh, <laughs> it's a very very fun character to play. Um, he returns to his his world it's sort of like based on me being a, a first generation immigrant, like going back to the motherland. And so that's sort of his, uh, his character journey. The whole show, just to give you a little bit of context is it's an all South Asian cast set in an all South Asian mythological universe. And so it's like a really, just a, a beautiful project to, to do and sort of for all of us to, uh, to find home together as a uh, First and second
0: generation South Asian immigrants. And can we watch this weekly on internet? You can
1: watch this bi weekly on internet. Uh it's on the YouTubes. On the F and funny
0: YouTube, yeah. All right. Questions about sleep before we get started. Do you fall asleep easily yourself?
1: Um uh you know, I got a, I have a four year old now, so I don't think that's a thing anymore. You don't really like drift into sleep you just kind of crash into sleep now is Mm -hmm. sort of what happens Um, so but yeah I haven't historically had terrible trouble falling asleep
0: what's the best night of sleep you've ever had
1: oh that was um, uh, January 14th 1984 no I don't I have no idea (laughs) Um, (laughs) the best night of sleep I ever had. I'm a surprisingly sporty person Mm -hmm. for a five foot six Indian guy. Mm -hmm. Um, so anytime I play a, you know, uh, volleyball or softball or, you know, really work my body out, then, uh, I usually get a good nights, good night's sleep.
0: How do you sleep the night after a big homeowners association meeting? (laughs)
1: Okay, you know what I take back before where I said I, it's hard for me to fa- it's not hard for me to fall asleep because those are probably the only nights that I have difficulty falling asleep, oh. other than when my kiddo uh, jumps into bed at random hours, but um yeah that those are uh, those tend to be not great nights of sleep because usually my head is spinning with things that I have to do.
0: Not yes. fun. Are you currently the president of an HOA? I'm currently the president (laughs) of an HOA. (laughs) Yeah. And how long have you been in that
1: position? Moderately embarrassing to say out loud, Mm -hmm. to be honest. I've been in this position for the, I want to say, oh my God, it's it's honestly a blur, but I think it's been three years. Okay.
0: (sighs) Three years. It's either been three years or 40. Okay. I can't tell. Right. Right. Depending. Depending. Depending how linear time is serving you, how did you end up in this in this role? Yeah, how and why?
1: These are the questions I ask myself quite often. Well, what happened was there was so being <laughs> being in an HOA. Let's just start there. Is um, it's I, you know, it's, there's two there's two sides to it. There's the one side where yes, it's quite annoying because you can't make all the choices you might want to make over your own home or household. But then there's this other side where you are in a community of people. Now, the thing about the community part is that these people, unlike a book club or, I don't know, any, name anything else, a, a yoga a collective, um, <laughs> any other group that you might form, that's usually because you have something in common. And yes, you have, you have the fact that you live next to each other in common, but that's about it, right? Like after that, it is an array of personalities across every possible spectrum you can imagine, right? Political, socioeconomic, uh, there's, there's, you know, you, you meet people from all walks of life and you're kind of forced together, you're jammed together. Uh, in this in this construct, and you share a bank account. Essentially, you share a huge bank account, and you have to find a way to man. You're running a corporation, a company together. And so, how did I get fall into this leadership thing? It's yeah. it was were through, there primaries?
0: Were there caucuses? Were there <laughs> nominees that you had to beat? Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, listen, it was it was actually kind of crazy. So we had a contractor who was doing this big job and, and I I didn't I, I my whole thing was let me do as little work as possible to help this HOA. This is before I was in on the board at all. It was just I, I'll show up to the meetings, I'll listen. If someone needs to help with the gardening uh on a gardening day, I'm there, you know, that kind of thing. I I'll I'll, I'll be cordial, a, a good steward, a good neighbor, but I didn't want any leadership at all. I didn't want to be on the board at all. And what happened though, we had a contractor that screwed us over, that took us for a a big ride. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars lost to this person who basically ran off with our money, just a crooked contractor. We also, we were a very lovey-dovey kind of community, like a very kind of hippie community a little bit, I think, where we just didn't, abide by all the HOA rules cuz we're just there's there was only 7 of us it's not like a whole it's not like a huge HOA we were like oh we can figure out this all out anyway the existing president and the existing board um i don't want to say they let this happen or anything like that they did their absolute best but they really got robbed by this guy who who really took advantage of the fact that we didn't cross all of our T's and dollar rise. so in the end uh our poor our poor president, whom I love dearly, I mean she went to our wedding like i i I love this woman uh but she 's like her whole perspective is like i just want I just want to do the gardening you know what I mean like I just want this place to be beautiful that was her th- she 's a peacetime president right this this situation we were going to war we we were we were about to try you know lo- we're talking lawsuits, insurance, all sorts of gnarly stuff mm-hmm. um and I was like, "I guess you need a wartime president." And uh, it, it sort of fell to me in a way. I think because mm. I had a kid, he was like young, and I felt very committed to like not losing this property and not being in financial ruin for my family. Is this exciting to is this, is this putting people to sleep?
0: It's certainly high stakes. It
1: was very high stakes.
0: Let, let's paint a little picture here. What, what yeah. is the name of the peacetime president Gardner? What is her first name? I don't want to like give away her name. I don't know. Um, I'll make up a name. Can we Felicia. call her Bev? OK, Felicia. Yeah. So So Felicia is a peacetime president, as you said. Is this... Are these individual houses? Are these condominiums? What is wh- who these constitutes? Are, these
1: are seven townhomes. Okay, are, they have they don't share walls. Very cute. They're in L.A.
0: Mm. I, won't,
1: I won't dox where they are exactly in L.A., but um, you don't need that and, kind of uh, heat. They're lovely. They're lovely. They're just like little these little Cape Cod townhomes. Um, it's the first place I ever moved into in L.A. I rented there forever, and then eventually. The homeowner asked if I wanted to buy and he was going to give me a deal. And it's th- this is like one of those lottery ticket moments that I had in my life mm-hmm. where he was like, ah, he was kind of lazy. He's like, I don't want to put it on the market. He's like, you've lived here long enough. Do you want to just buy it? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a discount. We don't have to deal with real estate agents. And so then this was like 2013. Mm-hmm. So I begged, barred, and stole my way to a, to a down payment and made it happen.
0: Nice. Okay. And have these townhomes always had a homeowners association governing them? Yes. Yes. Since, since the,
1: I I mean, since before, like, listen, our, our uh, CCNRs, which are our founding documents or whatever, they have Mm -hmm. many references to the telegraph. So so these go, these go away. I don't know that we're upholding the letter of the law in terms of our telegraph usage. Yeah. According to our ACC and ours, but, uh, you know, we're doing our best.
0: Okay. And what is the power of the HOA? Like if you try to put up a fence that is not approved by the HOA, yeah, does it have watch, to come John. down? Okay. Not, not
1: on my watch. Okay? All right. You're not just putting up a, you're not just, you're not just throwing a fence up, you know, just cause you, you want willy nilly. All right. There's a process that I've
0: learned. <laughs> This is a powerful that I never organization wanted
1: to be a part of, but then I, I now understand why is necessary.
0: So yeah. let's get let's get back to the the wartime president. Um, it sounds like the way that we used to elect regular presidents or at least nominate them like yeah. people. It was considered tacky to campaign, but you could just be called upon. Yeah,
1: this was not this was not a. Uh, I did. not I didn't. Uh, drop any propaganda flyers from from, no. <laughs> from the sky to get me out. It was more that like, you know, uh, like, like I said, there's only seven of us and in the end it was, it just who could volunteer to really do the, the work. There's a lot, of, there was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of experience with project oriented things with a lot of moving pieces as a director and a writer and and <laughs> um, and a producer. My director and producer probably hats uh, the hats that that most applied in terms of, hey, look, we have a a series of problems. And, you mean comedy
0: uh, writing wasn't we, a, a criteria for going after yeah, not so much. My
1: perform yeah. my improv skills didn't well. I I can't say that they didn't make it. They didn't play mm-hmm. a part. Yeah, I I went to mediation in front of a judge and was quite enjoyable, and the judge definitely <laughs>
0: liked me. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you pick up valuable skills so yeah. then were, were you were you weren't campaigning to be the president no were you actively asking people not to vote you in as president no no Did no it wasn't like it wasn't it was
1: it was literally that hey I I can do the job I, I, will, I will I will I will do it um, I needed four votes uh, uh-huh. I think everyone vote everyone said yes we had to do it all official like there's this whole it is unbelievable the amount of bureaucracy it takes to do things properly mm-hmm. um, and to do things by the book. But that's what we needed to do because now we had, you know, like I said, insurance, like watching every step. We had uh, a legal team now making mm-hmm. sure we did everything by the book because, listen, this was hundreds of thousands of dollars, people wanting to point fingers at each other. Right. And being like, hey, I, I, any way, shape, and form, I, I can get my money back, is what people were thinking. And um, so there was lawsuits threatened against each other. Um, and so I had to figure out how to, I mean, it, honestly, it was an incredible, like, I, I learned a lot about being a leader, for real. Yeah. Like, it, to, to speaking truthfully, I learned a lot about being a leader uh, in this. And that was trial by fire, for sure.
0: So did you have to get the factions to come together and lay aside their differences in order to go after the contractor? Did you have to do that first?
1: Yes. That's that's exactly right. We had to exhaust, yeah, some of the the folks that were that wanted to essentially sue the HOA for negligence. Which honestly, I don't think I I don't fault them for in a way right like hey like they they put their trust in this HOA to do the job right didn't get done their money got stolen their the houses were left in shambles like this was the other crazy thing if you want to talk about stakes this yeah. guy this contractor ripped out the siding of 5 of the homes and left them exposed not just the siding but here's 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 how much i know about construction now which i never wanted to know but also the shear wall which is underneath the siding so this is your structural plywood elements that hold your building up. He mm. also ripped those down and detached them. These were houses that were down to the studs and just left open, covered in plastic. Where we were one like 3.2 earthquake away from, from five homes tumbling down. Wow. And these were people living in these homes too. These were, these were, these were my friends and fam, like, like these, were, these were my neighbors' lives in, in a way. <laughs>
0: it, was really, it was
1: really intense.
0: How many homes are in the association? There's seven. Okay. So five of the seven were left exposed. So the contractor had done, done people dirty. What were your first steps in going after him?
1: The first steps were I, my, my primary focus was safety. It was mm. like, how do I ensure how do i get us back on the path to getting these homes secured so that they you know that 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 folks were were safe in these homes it was not necessarily going after this guy though in parallel we had to figure out how to how to do that how, how to sort of investigate like we had to do enough uh what do you call it, it was we had to get an investigator we had to get
0: your due diligence? Structural
1: engineer to come out and write reports and say, hey, this is what he did. This is what he should have done. We had to get, if you, if you ever wondered what a contracting uh, contractor state licensing board does and is, <laughs> I figured I had to figure that out. And so it's called the CSLB and they had to come out and do their investigations as well. And because um, we, we had to try to find all these ways to gain leverage over this guy and basically say that, you know, legally, he did us dirty because we signed contracts with him, um, and so we had to prove that he bro- he broke his contract. This is all during the pandemic, by the way. So he also had the excuse of, "Hey, the pandemic is crazy. I can't get my workers together," and then you guys fired me before I could, you know, I could I could I could get uh, everything back. But he you know he he was full of it basically, um, but he had these sort of uh, recourse, potential legal rec- recourses. So we had to figure out all these ways to plug the holes.
0: Tell us more about the Contracting Licensing Board. <laughs> Sleepyheads, I wish to tell you about another podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This one is entitled Just the Zoo of Us. And it's an animal review podcast From Ellen and Christian Weatherford. In each episode, the hosts evaluate how an animal excels and how it doesn't, rating the animal out of a score of 1 to 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give their takes informed by real-life experiences studying and working with Very cool animals. If you or your children have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slowly, or how a spider sees the world, you can find out every Wednesday on just the Zoo of Us. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. Available at Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts tell us more about the contracting licensing board <laughs> what, what do you want to know about the contracting state licensing board um oh
1: they yeah, don't they know. are i'm happy to tell you more about them um man if you're not asleep by now then i don't even know what bring uh, it on the contracting big, state licensing big guns board. are
0: coming out now
1: <laughs> yeah yeah here we go the contracting state licensing board they're as far as I understand, their job is essentially to make sure that a contractor <clears throat> uh, who, who wishes to be licensed can get licensed after they follow a series of protocols and tests and whatnot, and that they uphold the duties of their license that they, you know, because being a licensed contractor allows you to, you know, operate legally in, in Southern California. It, op- it allows you to, um, you know, charge... More, Uh, and you know, there's certain types of licenses, is like a a license, a B license. I don't remember what they all are, but you have to make sure that whatever the job is that the people are supposed to be doing to your home that they are actually specifically licensed for. And there, they can also revoke your license if you if you do people dirty. And that that was part of the pressure that we wanted to put on this guy. We knew that he loved he was very prideful about his license, and that was you know how he uh supposedly feeds his family, so threatening his license was hopefully a way for him to come back to the table and you know be a human being but um that was that was unfortunately not the way things shook out um but so there's a whole crazy long process, and this was kind of nuts, so the, remember these homes are exposed, they're open, people are trying to go to sleep with plastic flapping in the wind night after night and um the, we have to wait because it's this is. California bureaucracy, we have to wait for the inspector to come. And that takes, that took months for them to come out. We had to file all this paperwork. We had to t- do all this documentation and send it over and then wait for that to get a process, then wait for a date to come. And it just took so, so long for them to actually, and then there's, there was multiple layers and multiple steps of the investigation. So first, they had to, they wanted to see if they could get this other guy, the contractor on the line. Is this is this what you wanted? This podcast. This is what you want. Okay.
0: This um. this is fantastic.
1: <laughs> crazy. This is crazy to me, um, but I love it. Okay. So yeah, they they had to. Yeah. You know, for, their first step was, can we mediate a resolution? Mm. Like, can we get you both on the phone with each other and figure out? Because probably ninety percent of the time. It's pro- it's it's probably a miscommunication. Maybe it's people butting heads, personality wise, or a misunderstanding. I mean, perhaps yeah, a misunderstanding. Like I'm I'm sure that's what it is. In this case, it was a crook who knew what he was doing, who figured out how to front load his contracts. He figured out that he, he and and he, he suckered us. Like we were not wise about this. We did not get a uh, a construction manager, for example to a third party to, you know, ensure that we were being treated fairly, an independent third party to, you know, to ensure that we were not being hosed by this guy. Like that's something that I had to figure out how to do for the project later was make sure that we had a proper construction manager and all this stuff. So he he knew he knew he had a bunch of suckers on, on the hook and he really did he played all of his cards really well where contractually he got paid at the right times, but his contract was, 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 was totally bogus, um, but we signed it. So that was the, that was the we, we were, we were kind of constantly at war with our previous selves in a way where we were going like, yes, we were idiots for signing this. We should not have signed this. But also like legally, he can't necessarily charge us this much for what he did. And So figuring all that legalese out was another fun challenge. Yeah.
0: So did you have that sort of tense Zoom meeting or something with, with the HOA and you at the head of the HOA and so the contractor? So many tense meetings. Yeah. Oh, we oh. never
1: had it with the contractor. No, he never oh. came to the table. He really okay. never came to the table. It was kind of, kind of amazing. He just played, um, he just played absent. We, we had trouble serving him papers. Like he just was really, uh, he knew how to dodge Mm. He, he, he just was trying to run out the clock, essentially, and try to tire you out. Yeah. 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 Which we didn't.
0: Ooh, no. <laughs> what were you seeking from him? A, a refund or did you want the work yeah. completed? Yeah. No,
1: definitely not by him. He was doing a terrible job. He never had the actual skills, I don't think, to do it. <clears throat> he had the skills to, uh, to con us, but he didn't have the skills to actually do the job. Um, in retrospect, after we got the job done professionally, I don't, there's no way this one dude was, a and, and yeah, he didn't have the the actual manpower to do, to do the job. Um, we finally hired a professional company to get the job done, and now have, after having experienced that, it's like, oh, yeah, there's no way in the world that he was ever gonna do a good job. Um, so no, we didn't want him to finish it, we wanted him to just w- refund the money that he, honestly, he was like, we just wanted you to refund the money that you didn't spend, and give us the materials that you claimed you had bought. Um. Um, which I'm sure he didn't. Uh, and uh yeah, I mean th- How that would, you would have find probably this guy done it, in the first but... place. Oh man. <laughs> so this was <laughs> now I I really really don't want to get in anybody in, into any trouble,
0: not that right. they're going to listen to podcast? You can make up pseudonyms. Yes, yeah. they're they're um, listening to the podcast, but
1: effectively there was a member of the HOA that recommended him because they trusted him and this guy apparently Con them too and uh so he came recommended through one of our members and his presentation was good the guy the guy talks a good game
0: yeah. he's
1: a con artist they know how to talk a good game they're confidence um, men yep exactly they know how to instill confidence within you yes. to be the idiot <laughs> and mm. fall for it and, and, and we did, we all fell for it. We all fell. That's the other thing is that people were trying to blame each other, but we all fell for it together. Like, I think we just had to, that, that, that was what I kept trying to rally around was like, listen, we all signed the contracts. We all voted it in. You know, mm-hmm. we can't be mad at the former president. She did the
0: best she could. She's a gardening um, president though. She's
1: a gardening, pre- She yeah. And, and I, I don't even mean to demean her because she is much more than that. She's a very intelligent woman, but sure. she like. Yeah, but that's that her passion was not contract law and structural engineering.
0: (laughs) Did you ever consider suing the contractor state licensing board for giving this guy a license in the first place? No, that's a good idea. No, I don't think we ever did consider that. I mean, the state has deep pockets. Yeah, yeah. That's a good
1: idea. Holy cow. Maybe I'll have to come back on
0: for a sequel episode. Oh, I hope you do. Talk about how I sued the CSLB. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think that's a good idea. So, um, so you went through the, the legal process. Are you still, are you still involved in litigation against this contractor or have things been resolved?
1: I don't even know how much I can legally
0: say, except to say that like, well, I can say that we had a judgment that
1: passed in our favor and the guy owes us a lot of money, but it took, it took four years. It took four years.
0: So has this been the defining issue of your presidency? Is this your Obamacare? <laughs>
1: this is, yeah, this is my Obamacare. This is my Iran-Contra. This is my...
0: <laughs> this is your Gulf War 1 and yeah, this 2. Is
1: like, that's right. The Gulf War sequels. Uh, yeah. But, but, yes. This is this is definitely that. Um, and my hope is that I... I just want to leave the place so much better than I found it, and hmm. and hopefully leave the place. Like I, I'm still president, even though the homes are back in order, and uh, you know we have our judgment. But I want to leave processes in place so that we don't ever have nobody has to deal with this kind of thing ever again. That's my hope.
0: You're concerned about the children.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't want my son to have to be president of the HOA. <laughs> Have you seen any of the money coming to you from this guy? Do I foresee that happening? No. Have you seen it? Has he paid anything? Oh, no. Has he actually made good on the settlement?
1: No, he has not. judgment? So I don't know how, this is like, honestly, the judgment passed pretty recently. I don't know how, like now it's about collecting and that's a whole different ballgame.
0: Is he to be found on your Angie's lists or your Yelp's? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. I think he's kind of like gone into hiding a little bit. Um, I don't know how he's making a living. Honestly, I have no idea what he's what 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 his deal is. But also, like you know, there's a I have I have this other fear factor, right? Where I'm like, this guy's kind of nuts. I don't really want to be. I don't know. I don't. You know, he knows where we live. (laughs) I just don't. Sure. I, I guess I'm also like a a softy in the sense that like, I believe in restorative justice and that like, you know, just pure being purely punitive is not mm. going to make the world a better place. Um, and not going to alleviate the broader problem and can lead to even worse problems, you know, right. Of, of payback and revenge and some capacity. And, and, and that, that, that would be to me the worst nightmare. Like in the end, what I always had hoped for was, and made many, many pleas, many letters and emails and calls to him to be like, can we just come to the table and settle on something that's reasonable, you
0: know? I imagine that there are several other HOA presidents listening to this podcast. I what hope so. knowledge can you impart to them that, that you've learned the hard way for when it comes to dealing with crooks, how to spot them, how to handle them, how to manage the situation? To me, the the, the
1: biggest lesson— in this whole thing is reputation really matters and doing, doing your due diligence and not, and being willing to spend the extra money to, to have protections uh, like a construction manager uh, or you know, when you're looking at your various bids, don't just go for the cheapest one, go for the most reputable place because in the end, this is the nightmare scenario that could happen to you. But then even on top of that, like every construction job is going to lead to 10 other uh, change orders. They're going to, you know, they're going to find a way to charge you the money anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Once your homes are open and exposed or whatever in a vulnerable state, they're going to be like, well, you got to fix this thing. And then you got to, you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to make the decision on whether or not that what they're saying is, is true and how much I should spend there. So that's why I think reputation really matters going with companies that are, uh, have a, have a track record and, uh,
0: you know, fit the size of the job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aside from large disputes involving lots of money, what are some of the other issues you've been dealing with as HOA president Are mailboxes, the wrong color or unsightly oh, lawn yeah. gnomes?
1: By the way, after all this thing is done, in the end, you'll still get the members that are just like, hey, my my mailbox is too high uh, Uh. on the thing. And bless them. Listen, hey, they gotta get they gotta access their mail. So (laughs) I get it. Um, and I don't want to demean them for that, but you do kind of sometimes feel like you're like, oh man, I just ran a whole marathon and you're like, you know, I don't know, upset about Uh, whatever that that my clothes are too sweaty it's just like it's it's like something you are just like wait what we just did this whole huge thing like is this is what you're this is what you're focused on but at the same time these are the these are the folks that have to live in their homes and so i just i really try to approach it with as much compassion as i can Mm -hmm. um much empathy as i can because in the end i'll tell you trying to just butt heads And being prideful is only going to create more acrimony and it's just like make your life miserable anyway. So if you just, I I just try to try to approach everything with a, uh, a service mentality and like doing the best I can and, and, and showing that, like just showing where I fail and where I can't do any better than I can possibly be doing to -hmm. help, then it sort of usually chills everybody out, you know? And then the other th- the other card you have is, hey, if you want this thing so bad, you run for president, and I'm right. happy for you to run for president.
0: <laughs> now, how much longer do you have in office in this term? I think I have four months. Hey, we have we, we have it every year. An okay. Year. Oh, so you've been you're the FDR of HOAs. You've been reelected several times.
1: Yeah, that's what they say. They say I'm the FDR for sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been. Yeah, elected each time.
0: Are you going to run
1: again? No no one's been running against me. So this isn't a, oh. <laughs> this is... yeah, yeah. No one wants the job. This is not a job people usually seek. Oh. There's no but... real power. It's not like I get any benefit from being the H.O.A.
0: president. You don't get a handsome guess... salary or no, earn
1: high-priced
0: speaking fees?
1: It has to be a volunteer position, actually. Oh. You, and that's part of actually why there's no liability against the president, even if the president, unless the president is is being crooked and stealing or doing something truly illegal, you can be the biggest idiot on the planet because you are uh, volunteering. And, you, and if, as long as you can just say, like, listen, I didn't know and I did my best, um, that no one can hold you liable for for making mistakes as, as an HOA president. And kind of a crazy you, situation,
0: yeah, are you responsible for collecting dues?
1: We have a property manager that collects the dues, but yeah i'm respon- we're responsible for for the rates of the dues and uh and then where that money goes that's that's like that's like the biggest job in the end and mm. like besides this whole crisis, it's like, oh hey, okay, everybody chip in we're all chipping in dues, and where do we want the money to go? how many uh, uh you know uh olive tree plants are we gonna drop on this? landscape this year like that kind of stuff is typically where you want to be having your feuds
0: right it's very typical for a for a president to come into office making a lot of promises and and having a lot of good intentions (laughs) about what they want to do and and where they think that uh resources need need to be dedicated where would you uh invest the money i mean you're the president you need to get approval but but if it were up to you where would the money be going to?
1: Like for real or am I a joke answer? What do you want? Um,
0: uh, my, both, please.
1: Okay, great. Um, my, for, 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 well, this is, God, this is so boring. Uh, man, we need a new driveway. Oh, okay. we need a new driveway. Oh, After uh, all more. this construction, it ripped apart the driveway. So that's, oh. that's where we're going next. Yeah. I'll tell you, in 2024. My campaign, my, my my team. We're gonna build. Uh, we're gonna build back better driveways, mm. and infrastructure, <laughs> infrastructure, baby, um, and and landscaping. I want this place. I'll tell you this: the place has never looked more beautiful. This never looked more beautiful. Oh no, I went the other way. Um, and uh, it's it's gorgeous now. It really is. Like it looks, the place looks amazing. Uh, we got the siding done. And so now it's just take it all the way and, and make the driveways nice and the and the landscaping really nice, you know? And then the the kind of joke answer is like I think we we should only have six members, um, and take over one of the homes and make it a uh uh make it like a common area fun space and put right. a hot tub and um party house. Uh, yeah, and, and, and like an ice luge uh you know, for shots.
0: Is, is <laughs> are the are the townhomes is like is the a tiny Taco Bell? Sorry, there what? you go. Is, is the community better off now than when you first uh, were reluctantly thrust into office? I think so. I think I think
1: everyone would genuinely say that. And <laughs> I'm not trying to chew my own horn, but I think in, in a weird way, this whole crisis forged us together. I think there is we are more bonded as a community as a result of this. Like w- w- now. You know, before when someone would be like, "Oh, we have to do, we have this problem. It's going to cost us a thousand dollars." Like people would freak out, and we'd have long, long conversations about it. And people would be like, "No, you want this because of this." And point of view, now it's like a thousand dollars, baby. That's nothing. Let's get it done. Now, now we're just getting stuff done because people. You know, I think there's there's an element where we we went we went through it. We went down to the depths of hell. We went into, mm-hmm. L.A. mediation court against each other okay, and had this whole process and came out the other side and we're like, hey, we're still neighbors. We're still neighbors and we gotta, and then we had Voldemort, you know, we had the big bad that we can all focus our attention. Once we got through the pointing fingers thing and go like, okay, we can't blame each other. Everybody was acting in in the best way they possibly could. Insurance isn't gonna come save the day and just drop a bunch of money on us. That's not happening. So let's all focus on Voldemort all so work on our spells together mm-hmm. um and uh and, and 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 kick some ass and and then we did and, and and you know we we got the judgment and and i think we also sort of yeah just forged a a a, a better family environment for for ourselves so are you running yeah. for re-election i don't know i really don't want to i really want to stop yeah. um but i like i said i really want to leave it more turnkey. So that's, that's the hope. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm not president next year. It's my big what, dream. That's my, that's, that's one of my top 2024 goals
0: is to leave office
1: is to not be a HOA president.
0: <laughs> if nobody else wants to be HOA president, will you, will you stay in office? I don't know. I actually, I, I honestly don't know. It depends on
1: a number of factors. Uh, <laughs> Um but you know there technically I learned doesn't need to be an HOA president. We only oh. need two
0: board members. Yeah, so okay, okay. So we could go that way too. And as as you mentioned, you're in the entertainment industry, you're a, a director, a producer, you're a writer, you're a performer. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how some of those skills might have translated into the work you've done as an HOA president. How about the other way? How has your work as an HOA president served you in the entertainment industry? Well, just by, excuse me,
1: by virtue of sheer, like, you know, art imitating life kind of a thing, or when you go through an experience as harrowing as being an HOA president,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which
1: I wish upon no person, with none of my enemies even, um, it ha- you have to express it in some form of of, of art, I think. And so I wrote a pilot called the association and oh, I love that okay. pilot dearly. And I hope that I get to make it someday. Um, I've pitched it around town. I've, you know, I, I, had, I pitched it over at, a uh, uh, happy Madison. Um,
0: Adam, Adam Sandler. company.
1: And yeah. what was great about that is, the, you know, the producer in the room is, was, was also an HOA president. That's why they took the pitch, you know. Ah, um, okay. And so it, we, you start bonding with these people, these, uh, these other, you know, you never know. You guys never know who you're talking to. They might just be an HOA president. <laughs> um, president. And so you start to see each other you know, in the world. right? It's like Fight right. Club where you're
0: like, oh, okay, yeah. you right. HOA president. I get you. I understand you. So is Brad Pitt and Meatloaf. Yeah, exactly. What happens in the pilot? If you can reveal it, what 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 is the show about? I mean, it's about, it's
1: about a homeowner's association. There's really just, a, to me, it's like, there's no more organic of a found family or, you know, strange bedfellows situation than an HOA. Like I was saying, you got like folks that are MAGA, folks that are uh, Biden heads and folks that are uh, Bernie lovers forced to be together in an association and have to find a way to be neighborly to each other. These are the people that you want to like, th- like wring their throats because they ran their car into your shrub or whatever. And, and these are also the people that you would like in a pinch, leave your kid with. And so, like, it's, this, it's a really dynamic relationship. And so, I just felt like I could create really disparate characters with really vastly, uh, you know, differing ideologies and worldviews and uh, have them uh, become a family. And, that, and that, that's really what the, the pod's about.
0: I'd like to watch that show. Well,. Sandeep Parikh thank you so much for sleeping with us I very much enjoyed hearing about your career as a homeowners association president and good night
1: good night see you in the dreamscape everybody
0: well sleepyheads I hope you enjoyed learning about Sandeep's homeowners association as much as I did you know Something I like to do at the end of my day is make a mental catalog of things that I experienced and or learned. So if you don't mind, I'm going to make a list of takeaways from my conversation with Sandeep right now while it's fresh in my mind. 1. Sandeep Parikh is a wartime HOA president. 2. The most magical words in L.A. real estate that you can possibly hear are, I don't want to put this on the market. Do you wanna just buy it? Three, it's hard to fall asleep when your home is missing a wall and instead is replaced by a sheet of plastic that flaps in the wind all night. Four, after four years, Sandeep was able to get a judgment that passed, and that's all he's legally allowed to say. Five, trying to butt heads and be prideful is only going to create acrimony in the end. Six, there's no real benefit to being an HOA president. And seven, a thousand dollars, baby, that's nothing. Uh, Okay, I'm going to turn in myself. Thank you for sleeping with me and my guest, Sandy Parikh. You can follow Sleeping With Celebrities on Twitter at the handle sleepwithcelebs. On Instagram, the handle is at sleepwcelebs. Our email is sleepwithcelebs at maximumfun.org. Music is provided by the Winter Bowers. The show was produced by Gabe Mara and Laura Swisher. Swish. And it is a production of Maximum Fun and Papuchik. I'm John Moe. Night, night. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned
1: network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.